Good love our gracious queens Are true and just queens Their time has come United Queendom B-b-b-breaking news. <laughs> Are you going to say what the breaking news is? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it for now. See you soon. Stay tuned. Breaking news. To be continued. Next episode. <laughs> breaking news. I just had a focaccia and it was quite underwhelming. Balsamic and some sort of cheese that I daren't pronounce, but I didn't enjoy it really. Oh my God, I've been eating cheese strings because have I told you that I can't swallow this week, which yeah, as you, you can imagine has ruined my social life. This week only. Well, I've got, <laughs> I think I um, had a weekend away and I think I drank too much and now my tonsils are swollen. I can't swallow, but the two things I can eat are ice cream and cheese strings. So it's kind of a good life, to be honest, but. It's basically your life when you're not ill. Why do we always end up talking about cheese? <laughs> that wasn't what the news was. <laughs> so, guys, we've hopped back on. Um, you thought we'd gone away forever. Sorry. We're so back. did we. So did um, we. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> um, because uh, a new interview with Kim Cattrall has just come hot off the press. Um, well, yesterday. So we're a bit behind. But, um, well, yesterday as in Wednesday the 4th. Um, I think. May the 4th, Star Wars Day. Yeah, May the 4th, Star Wars Day. Your original due date, I believe. Yeah. Oh my God, you remembered. Well, I went into labour this time two years ago. Well, no, yesterday, two years ago at 11.30pm. You did. You went on your actual due date on Star Wars Day. And I'm so glad you didn't have your child on Star Wars Day because it's a very annoying so day. Bad. Yeah, and I've never even seen Star Wars well, I've seen it and it's shit, but the, the, it's all based on the May the 4th be with you joke. And it's like, you can't have a day based on a joke every year, but apparently you can because, like, it keeps happening every year. I feel like our birthdays are days based on a joke, like a joke on our parents. My parents are like, is this a joke? Yeah, a joke they did not get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so Kim Cattrall has just done a new interview where she's released such juicy tea Um about her opinion on the reboot and she's given us a bit more of an insight into why she didn't want to continue on and it was just so juicy that we couldn't resist could we we had to do a bonus app we had to because i mean all through our recaps of and just like that we were always imagining what kim cattrall thought we were imagining what samantha thought it was just like the elephant in the room at all times well, I mean, sometimes I was the elephant in the room. But the, that was always what we are imagining. And finally, I don't know why she's chosen now. I'm just looking up now. So it was with Variety, the interview. But I don't know, like, what she was promoting. Is she in something? Or has she just decided to randomly give an interview? Well, she's in Queer as Folk. Is that still on? The when version she, that she's in. She mentioned that in an interview, Chris. She said... I've got Queer as Folk, which means something to me. And I genuinely thought she meant I'm watching old episodes of Queer as Folk, so I don't really... <laughs> I genuinely thought <laughs> that's what God, she meant. We have so, so much in common. <laughs> okay. okay, so Queer as Folk is back. I'm so behind. I think so. To be honest, as usual, uh, listener, uh, Ed and I are <laughs> shambles with things. We only really know, like, stuff that is in our immediate uh, universe, don't we? So we, we try and... Well, you're better than me, but... 
Con- controversially, I never liked the original Queer as Folk. So I think I did remember them saying it was coming back. But if it did, I didn't realise if it was the British one or the American one. If Kim Cattrall's in it, I'm guessing... I'm guessing this hasn't come out yet because I know and we would have heard. She's in two shows um, uh, and she's also describing herself, which I personally thought was quite shocking, as a character actress. And I never have seen her as a character actress. Have you? Um, I mean, really, I've never really seen her in anything but Sex and the City, if I'm being honest. <laughs> right. No, oh, well, uh, have you not seen Crossroads? Yeah, I mean, I I spoke to my therapist about that and they agreed it was better. I pretended <laughs> I hadn't seen it. And then I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, is it called Porgies, which is an old 80s, like, sex teenager. I wasn't sure, sex teenager. But, you know, like, a, what they call it when it's, like, um, high school romp, like, yeah, she she was in that like a te- teen drop the, uh, when she's like it's a, quite a racy a doll. one. Is she a doll? That's I think mannequin, which I haven't seen. I think those two were her breakthrough roles, um, and yeah. before Sex and the City, what she's known for, and then since then, she yeah she pops up in some stuff, but generally, I mean, she's Samantha, Samantha Jones. Yeah, and to me, a character actress. Maybe I'm ignorant, but a character actress is someone like who will don like some plastic you know, wrinkles, wear a wig. She's always got blonde hair, like the same haircut in everything she's ever done. I think she does a lot of theatre and I think she changes she her accent a lot. A lot so we might not be familiar, but I mean, yeah, most people know her as Samantha, so it's probably a bit of a stretch. Um, it's probably like us saying we're investigative journalists on this podcast when really we're both currently <laughs> scrolling on articles as we read this out, really. <laughs> it's like, let's just keep it we're real. We're like, this is so important to us that we need to do a breaking news podcast. Turns out we know absolutely nothing about Can it. Can I just say one thing, though, that is a fact? Well, I want to say, I don't know the people who enjoyed and listened to our recaps, if they will find this one, because I know this one's come a bit out of the blue. So we were in a routine before where you knew every week we were giving it. But I never got... Ch- I mean, we did thank you all at the end of the recaps for listening and enjoying it. But um, you guys must have had big word of mouth because they've all become uh, the biggest listen to episodes we've had on the podcast despite how recent they were and despite the fact that uh sex in the city and just like that isn't even related to drag race which is what we're known for so thank you all again for like just telling your friends about it we gained like such a wider audience and a lot of you guys listened to the episodes multiple times and it has been noticed yeah guys thank you so much it uh we were so happy and pleased and that you guys liked it and aroused and also get just and aroused just and um we uh, got some self-esteem which is greatly needed because we're very insecure people well speak for yourself because you saying that about <laughs> me actually makes me feel very sensitive and upset which i guess proves your point uh, <laughs> should we get into this interview then we should, and we should also preface uh, preface by saying that we're both coming from different articles and from different clips and snippets of the interview as well. So we'll have different things that we'll both be pulling up, so to speak. So for me, the best, the juiciest thing, I mean, this is not that juicy, but the thing I really loved was the confirmation that the whole plot basically was the, what was meant to be Sex and the City 3, the movie. Because I'd assumed that was the case. I predicted it was the case. Yes. And Kim Cattrall said, let me find the exact quote here. She said, it's a great wisdom. It's a great wisdom to know when enough is enough. <laughs> I also didn't want to compromise what the show was to me. The way forward seemed clear. And then she said, 
Why can't Samantha, who owns her PR company, maybe she had to sell it because of financial woes? 2008 was tough. Some people are still recovering. She had to sell it to some guy who's wearing a hoodie. And that's the dilemma she has. I mean, that's a scenario that was kind of off the top of one of my reps' heads. And I thought that's a great idea. That's a conflict instead of an underage boy's... Oh, we've got into a different part now. So she... Yeah, that that's referring to um, basically the thing that put her off. So, okay, so so Ed's favourite thing to start it all off is that she's basically confirmed what the rumour was for years and years was that, as we just said, it is just like that is basically the movie script. And she basically says... Stretched. They they didn't take it, change it at all. It wasn't very creative is what she said, wasn't it? That's not very creative, which I think is really funny because... SJP always prides herself on how creative she is. Well, I mean... And things like that. It, it makes a lot of sense because I thought that within that f- series and just like that, there was enough good scenes that would have made up a good film. And then there was all that... We right. kept saying it as we were reviewing it. We kept saying, like, what is all this random stuff that's put in there that never was resolved or nothing happened with? And it feels like maybe the film was split up, scattered across the season, and then random things were just probably all these random characters um, that, like, a lot of people were saying was to make the show more diverse, ended up filling the in-between things because it was no longer a film. Exactly. It's so strange. And and that's also then the opposite of how I felt about the movies. Like, the, the first film I felt could have been a TV series, like a six-parter. Yeah. I don't think it was... It was, it was as interesting enough to be an actual movie. Like, you know, I just think... It would have been brilliant to have what the first episode end with, is he coming to the altar? Is he not? And then the next episode, he doesn't. And then two episodes are in Mexico. Then one episode, you know what I mean? Yeah. For me, the first film did work. Um, But yeah, the second film felt like a ridiculous episode that would have been a bad episode. And then I feel like the third film, everyone who read the script was like, this was good. And I feel like you can tell in and just like that, that all the things that worked were probably from this film. Um, yeah, so it says here, on, I'm reading from the Daily Mail, um, it's very, it's kind of like the New York Times, um, Wall Street Journal, it's very kind of up there. Mm, yeah, but yeah. she says, um, the Daily Mail journalist is actually shaded, has become part of the actual like journalistic lexicon now. So it says, she shaded the new series, claiming it was essentially the same script for the third film, which also saw Mr. Big die. The series is basically the third movie. That's how creative it was, she said. <laughs> the, although the one thing, I mean, I guess there is an explanation for this, but somewhere in the interview, Kim Cattrall says she's never seen And Just Like That. Yes. But also she has said that And Just Like That is the same film. But she, also, obviously, it was unavoidable. So if, I mean, obviously she's going to hear that Big died because it was all over the internet with the Peloton. So even if she didn't watch it, people know Big died. People know Miranda had a lesbian affair. So I guess part of me was like, mm, did you watch it? And you're know, pretending you didn't. But the other half was like, actually, you really don't need to watch it because it was such a big deal on social media. And especially for her, because everyone will have been tagging her in, in, in everything under the sun. She couldn't not be aware of the fact it was clearly the same plot that she turned down. Right, exactly. And also, didn't she say that she heard about it first on social media? That's how she heard about it. She didn't hear about it through professional means. So she turned, because she said that she wasn't even asked back for the and just like that at all and then she said well 
that's fine by me um, because I wasn't going to go back anyway. Well, I mean, the whole point of doing the show was because they didn't have Kim Cattrall. So the I, th- I think they thought a film would have been too hard to do a third film without Kim Cattrall because it's like box office and it's like promotion and it's big. But I think they thought if we just invent something completely different, which is what the TV show was, then maybe people won't compare it as harshly, which we obviously did. So they were wrong to think that. But um, yes, I guess it makes sense that she wasn't invited back. But the thing that also doesn't add up is the, um, what's his name? Michael Patrick King. He always said, and I believe other producers said, that they were hoping to get Kim Cattrall back for season two. And that season one was Mm. almost like a invite and they were leading up to it. And everything that happened was basically as if suggesting she would join. And then right at the end, before it ended, Sarah Jessica Parker said she wouldn't work with Kim again, which is what Kim was asked about here. I don't know if you've got the quotes for that. Breaking news and breaking hips. Well, she said that... Breaking hearts. Breaking heart, breaking farts. Thank you. Um, well, she said she was unaware of remarks made by Sarah, the ones that you've just referenced, who said she wouldn't be okay with Kim returning as Samantha again. I don't think I read it, she said. It wouldn't happen anyway, she added. So nobody has to worry about that. So she's basically saying, I would, fuck off, I wouldn't want to do it anyway. Like, fuck you. I mean, I remember, I think it was on... Andy Cohen's show, where Sarah Jessica Parker said that, and I remember it, and I find it hard to believe that Kim Cattrall has, is avoiding these things, because when you're a celebrity, usually, at the very least, your agent or your someone in your team flags like, oh, by the way, you were mentioning a big interview, so, you know, that if you get asked about it, you're not completely oblivious. I know some people, right. like, I think, like, Beyonce, I do believe that they genuinely do stay out of it. With Kim Cattrall, I don't know. It could be either way. I feel like she's maybe wanting to come across a bit more, I don't give a shit about this. I, I, I do think she doesn't really give a shit, but I think she's making an extra effort to be like, I'm not even keeping up with her interviews, this kind of thing. I don't know if I'm fully buying it, but I'm kind of living, if she's lying, I'm living for it even more. She's just like committing to that. <laughs> exactly. And that's kind of old school Hollywood shade, like, you know, darling, who, you know, um, who is she? All that kind of Mariah Carey kind of... Who is she? Who but, is um, she? Where did you find she? her? Who is oh, no, that's she? not Mariah. That's Nikki Graham. Very easily confused. But, yeah. Easily confused. Both two iconics. Um, but but maybe there's something going on behind the scenes because they did, they never, they just sort of released a kind of weird, kind of slapdash, lazy thing a few weeks ago, didn't they? Saying season two is coming with just old clips from season one. Um, so maybe they're now starting the process of organising it, writing it, of getting locations. Right, the or whatever. theme tune, seeing the theme tune, that kind of thing. Right, the theme tune, seeing the theme tune, and also a way to show your age, chicken. <laughs> um, but maybe she's been contacted again. Like maybe this is the kind of casting stage or whatever. And maybe she's like, fuck off, like go away behind the scenes. Well, I mean, it's definitely a firm no now. I mean, there was a small wobble where I thought, is this all just publicity? And she's, they're acting up the feud even more when really they've made up and she's going to be back for season two. But no, it just seemed like the, the hatred is real and it is genuine. And, um, but she did, this was the part you mentioned about character actress. Kim did elaborate on why she didn't said no to the third film. And she didn't say it was just because of Sarah Jessica Parker. She said, I would have preferred for all of us to have some kind of event to warrant a third film. That didn't happen. And also, I was ready. This is exactly what I wish for, to be in different places, playing different characters, because I'm a character actress. And then she said um, at one point, um, 
the greatest compliment you can get as an actress is to be missed. So I think obviously by that she means everyone kept saying they didn't like the series or the series wasn't as good as Sex and the City because Kim Cattrall and Samantha were such an important part of it. And obviously she feels very vindicated and validated by that. And as right, she should. Yeah, I think it's a great, you know, it's fit, like all the kind of, you know, 40 Towers, uh, all these kind of things ended on like um, such a short amount of episodes and it leaves you wanting more. And I think people get greedy, um, uh, things like Sex and the City become such huge conglomerates where it's not just about the show anymore. It's about the designers that they feature. And the fucking movie, second movie, was just basically a tourist board for Abu Dhabi. Um, had nothing to do with anything except just to plug that country and then be really Islamophobic. But anyway, um, so I think she's... she's One thing I really love about Kim Cattrall is she stands in her truth. She's not afraid of offending anyone. Um, she is very wise... Uh, to say no enough is enough and one of the reasons that really shocked us both was <laughs> when she was she kind of elaborated more on the third movie the the kind of the the, the cherry on top and I use the word cherry <laughs> purposefully was that uh, apparently a storyline that she was going to have in the movie was that she was going to be sent unwanted dick pics from Brady who at the time would have been 14 I mean, at least it would be Brady sending her pictures and not her sending Brady pictures of her virgin, which, I mean, <sighs> but... I mean, uh, and then she said, um, it, uh, what did she say? She said, it's heartbreaking. And, you know, I just think, why... Listen, you know, I've, I just think so many creepy people out in Hollywood, and even in, even in It's Like Just Like That, whatever the fuck that show's called... Um, they had to be hell-bent on showing Brady having sex, underage sex. And it's like, what's your obsession with this young boy's fucking anatomy and sex life? And that you reduced Samantha to that. And that was going to be a storyline. And not just in the show, like an incidental scene in, in an episode. That was going to be in a movie. Like, how would you even drag that out in a movie? I, I swear, I can't remember what it was, but there was something in the original series where they asked Samantha to do something and she didn't want to do it. And I can't remember if it made it into the show or if it's something that she said no to. But I've got a feeling it might be similar. Was it when she did it with Sam Jones, the who was the young virgin? Mm. And I swear, there's, there were definitely times when Kim Charles like, that's too far, I'm not doing that. And I think sometimes they talked her into it. But yeah, it, it felt like... Um, I felt a bit like this with the second movie. Like, I wondered if they were trying to humiliate her because she'd almost, they'd started to turn her a bit into, like, a parody of herself. Yes, like the weight gain. Yeah, and it's like, exactly, yeah. It's like, oh, we want you, we know we need you as part of the franchise because your character's so beloved, but we're going to, like, completely make a mockery of you on it. And I wonder if that's why she's like, no, I'm not playing along with this. It's not even... Because, I mean, imagine how much money she would have been offered. Like, I bet they would have offered her almost as much as SJP. And she was making, like, well over a million per episode, wasn't she? We revealed it at one point, but I can't remember what it was. But it was a lot. So... I wonder sometimes if... um, Because I always get the feeling that Big North was, like, very much um, loyal to SJP. But he also wanted out for years. You said Big North. (laughs) Big North. Big North. (laughs) Big enough. Big enough. I think we had an update on him in ages as well. He was, yeah, I saw he was pictured the other day on the Mail Online with his wedding ring still on. But is is there a trial happening? I'm like, what's going on? I have no idea. Johnny Depp's taking over everything. We don't know what's happening anymore. I know. Johnny Depp's probably going to play the new Mr. Big when he gets uh, acquitted. 
That would be a good storyline. Uh, shit in the bed. That I haven't done that before. Be. Oh wait, did who? Sh- no, Carrie pissed in the bed. I actually Carrie pissed, <laughs> and then um, the 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 uh, prostitute said, "Get that thing out of my ass, or I'll go shit on it." <laughs> Yes. Now those were the days. They really were. I don't know. Those were the days. But I, I wonder. I always picture like because um, a, a story that I used to love about Friends was um, uh, Jennifer Aniston and Matt LeBlanc would go up to the roof of the lots where they were filming and just go up and have cigarettes together. And I wondered, like, would Sam and Chris North, if they ever had scenes together, which was very, very rare, but maybe at Christmas parties, the office Christmas party, kind of be like, what the fuck are they doing with my character? Yeah, I know, it's such bullshit, isn't it? Yeah, it's Chris North. I mean, he mostly says negative things about the show. Uh, (laughs) But I I think (laughs) they are all very loyal to SJP. I mean, it sounds like SJP is a very nice woman. Um, like, I don't get that vibe at all. Her best friend is Andy Cohen, who I love, but I also know is like an evil manipulator, a little bit chauvinist as well, loves women fighting, etc. Well, I mean, if SJP is fake, which she very much could be because she's a great actress, she's really put the effort in because there's always stories about her like remembering all the names of all the crew and getting more gifts and going yeah. out of her way and remembering when the like grandparents are ill and then doing something generous. So if she's a fake, she definitely commits to it, but... Um, yeah, there's, they're never anyone who's Team Kim, but I mean, the world is Team Kim, really. The world is Team Kim, yeah. <laughs> the world is Team Kim. Uh, that would be a good t shirt, actually. <laughs> if you do some branding, <laughs> I'm Team Kim. Probably already exists. I wouldn't want people to think it was like Kim Kardashian or like Kim Jong il. You'd have to put Team Kim Cattrall. Or, um, what was she called? Your butcher rat bags. Kim Woodburn. Kim Woodburn. Horrible, horrible girls. Horrible. Chicken livered shit, the lot of you. That one, yeah. <laughs> She's 80, you know. She's old. Um, but, I mean, we should make the announcement that, I mean, obviously, it goes without saying, we will be recapping and just like that season two. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah. It's happening. I know a lot of you have requested us not to, but uh, sorry, we, unlike Kim Cattrall, we've decided to say yes. I mean, assuming we're still around, assuming we haven't been, like, nuked by Russia or something. But all being well, if the podcast is still alive, we're still alive. If SJP is still alive, then we will be there to criticise every little thing they do. I mean, Christ, how many more people can, like, get off away from this cast? There's going to be no one left. It's going to just be Naya. And uh, Che. Can, oh, my God. <coughs> God, I'm actually having an allergic reaction to the idea of that. Um, can you do an impression of, like, Steve quitting the show for old times? Hey, uh, hey, knock, knock, knock. Hey, uh, Sherry, Jessica, Sherry, I know you're busy. Uh, great, great uh, new shoe collection, by the way. Uh, no, it, it's me, uh, Steve. Sorry, what? What? Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were talking. Uh, I've uh, been thinking and morning things over and I'm not really sure I'm happy with the direction that Steve's going. You know, all this pining over Miranda stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know. Have you heard of Mykonos? Maybe he could go there. No? Uh, I think I'm going to quit. I really get into frozen yogurt at the moment. <laughs> I'm going to start up my own frozen yogurt joint. There was snow on the ground. <laughs> there was snow on the But the other thing that I thought was very interesting that um, Kim Cattrall said, which I didn't realise, um, was in 2004, she kind of put an end to Sex in the City, basically, because Sarah Jessica Parker um, was earning so much more than all of them. 
And um, she basically said, she says, I felt after six years, it was time for all of us to participate in the financial windfall of Sex in the City. Oh, my God. I didn't read that. Bit. Yes. And it says, Kim said in a 2004 interview about the pay difference right after the series came to an end, when they didn't seem keen on that, I thought it was time to move on. Well, I mean, the thing is, Sarah Jessica Parker was a producer, executive producer, and it does sound like, I know they give out those producer titles sometimes just as vanity badges, but in SJP's case, it does sound like she actually was very, very heavily involved in a lot of the creative decisions in the show, good or bad, and like a lot of the behind the scenes things. It does kind of make sense that SJP would get paid more. um, And also like SJP took quite a big risk doing the show in the first place and mm. arguably Kim and she's the lead she's in almost pretty much every scene and and she narrated the whole thing as well yeah so I mean I get I get a little bit where Kim Cattrall's coming from because her character arguably was the most popular and most talked about and um but then I mean that was the thing that Friends always did so well the cast would just well, that was, I mean, it was easier with Friends, I guess, because it was everyone has their favourites in Friends and there's never been, like, a real breakout character. Like, I think a lot of people like, obviously, Rachel, Joe... I mean, everyone likes all of them, so they all got paid That's the same. That's not true. Charlie, I think, was the breakout star. <laughs> yeah. Or um, Ben, the son. I mean, a lot of people were really into him. Great <laughs> actor. Mmm, um, noodle soup. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I think it's Sex and the City. They, ne- they probably should have done that in the first season and stuck together. But, I mean, I think SJP was so clearly the recognisable face of, of that show that um, it would have been doing her a disservice to make sure that they all got paid the same because it, it wasn't that kind of show, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing I loved in the interview was uh, when she said... Um... She said, I was never asked to be part of the, the reboot. It made my feelings clear after the possible third movie. So I found out like everyone else did on social media. Uh, when she was asked, ha- asked how she felt about the reboot, she replied, I was like, ooh, how's... And then the interviewee says, how's that going to work? And she said, you said it, not me. <laughs> I also really loved the shade of... Um, oh, I sound like the male online. The shade of when they asked about her being friends. And she says, well, it just depends on your definition of friends. To me, they were colleagues. <laughs> and it's like very... They might have thought I was their friend, but trust me, I never once for a second wanted to spend time with those bitches that was not on the clock being paid for. <laughs> oh, my God. I am so, like, SJP on that. Like, I... I get really attached to people and I have gone through like, oh, I see, I see, yeah. yeah, no, SJP, like I've gone through so many jobs, like literally I've gone through so many jobs and I've left like, oh my God, I can't believe I've made friends for life. And the reason I step out that building, they like, I'm like, hello, remember me? And they're like, no bitch, we were just caught. You're very much like second shift, let's get matching tattoos. Here's the friendship bracelet. Right. Are we going to move in together? <laughs> Would it be easier to get somewhere nearer to work or what are you thinking? And they're just like pepper spray, um, Restraining order, that type of thing. Yeah, that's why I have so many jobs, because apparently those things don't fly in HR. That actually happened with us when we met on the press trip, and then you just didn't leave oh, me yeah. alone. But then I didn't leave you alone either. Oh, we met our desperate soulmate. We did. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we have to stay friends, because we have to recap the second season. And we hope... No, we could just be colleagues. Okay, yeah, let's just keep it, keep it to work. Um, we'll stay on ice the rest of the time. Oh, my God. I imagine, like... 
you know, the three of them, like Charlotte, Carrie, Miranda, Cynthia, what's her face and what's her face, having lunch in their, like, SJ's trailer. And then Kim's like, I prefer to eat my lunch alone and go through my lines. I prefer to eat dicks, not lunch. Oh! <laughs> you made a really camp. Well, hello. What we like. <laughs> well, we hope you guys enjoyed our little update from Kim Cattrall. Um, sorry, we didn't get exclusive ac- interview access to her. Probably we will have it next time. Um, I haven't actually asked her, to be fair. Yeah. But she does like the power of saying no. She did say that in the interview. But I assume for us, for all the support we've given, it will be a yes, yes, yes. <laughs> God, what my neighbour's going to yeah, think? Yeah, and um, have you heard any more, like, any gossip about the new season? Has anything started to come out yet? Or is it still way too early? I've, I definitely know that Big North is not going to be in it, but um, that's as much as I know. <laughs> <laughs> that, where do you get your insider knowledge from? You must have someone tipping you off. <laughs> I Google Big North every day. Usually no results come up, but... <laughs> Big North. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. <laughs> uh... Oh, my God. Um, and, wow. and we are running out of time because Zoom is cutting us off. So all that's left to say is thank you guys for listening. And... Keep checking for us when the new season comes. And if anything big happens in the meantime, anything Mr. Big happens, we will be updating you with that. And also subscribe to our Patreon because, honey, we need the money. Right. Ed, uh, just while we're wrapping up, Ed, what would um, Samantha say about a star of a show giving such a juicy interview in her PR office? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) What about... No, genuinely, I don't. <laughs> Never Did you mind. have a drink? <laughs> and to your request, I say, I love the power of saying no. <laughs> and now I'm moving on because I'm a character actress. Unwarranted dick pics? <laughs> what is this? Send me a fax so I could at least keep it on my desk at all times. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye.